Can I like do a yes. sidebar? Speaking yes. of howling, mm-hmm. guess who howled this week? Ralph? Yes. He howled? <laughs> he was what? at he was at the window. He saw something outside. I was getting ready for work in the kitchen so I could see him. I was watching him. And then he stepped back and he went, ow! <laughs> Doom, doo doom, 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 <laughs> doo doom, doom, boom. Let's snoot, snoot, boom. Let's snoot. <laughs> Welcome to Let's Boop Snoots. I'm Heidi. And I'm Vero. And we gon' boop the snoots. Boop. We gon' boop the snoots. <laughs> we gon' boop the snoots. <laughs> yes. As usual. <laughs> We've got a couple of topics to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um, we were going to talk about reactive dogs, which is going to take us into a couple of other topics. Some yes. stuff that we've touched upon before, but it's always good for a little brush up here and there. Some leash talk. Yes. 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 But before we start, we would like to thank Holy Raw Nutrition. For supporting Let's Boop Snoots, Holy Raw is a raw food service located in Chelsea, Quebec. Their products are sourced from ethical local farms and butchers to ensure freshness, quality, and peace of mind. They have raw blends that come into one to two pound containers, ranging from chicken, beef, duck, turkey, and many more. Holy Raw also provides dehydrated treats and all natural supplements to help support your pet's overall well being. You can find them on their website, holyrawnutrition.com, Holy Raw as in H-O-L-I-R-A-W, nutrition.com. Thank you, Holy Raw. And also a big, big thank you to Stray Dog Brewing Company for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. They are located at 501 La Colway, Unit 4 in Orleans, Ontario. Stray Dog Brewing Company is open seven days a week, Mondays through Fridays from 12 to 7 p.m. with extended hours on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays until 9. Weekend hours are 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Saturdays and 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Sundays. They are a pet-friendly brewery, so bring your snoots. They also host great events throughout the week and offer brewery tours. Make sure to try some of their in-house beers, including Oatmeal Stout, Tropical Knockout, One Hop Wonder, and many more. You can find them on their Instagram at Stray Dog Brewing Co. and their website, www.straydogbrewing.ca. Thank you, Stray Dog Brewing Company, for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. And check out this episode's description for our sponsor's details. Yes. Yes. Oh, every time you you say those beers, I'm like, mm. I know. You know we've now, tasted them, I was and gonna I want say, some more. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. I was like, mm, mm. time to go back. Time to go back <laughs> with our snoots. Yes. We didn't bring our snoots last time. It was more about the the beers, but uh, this time, next time, it's going to be about the snoots. Yes. My super. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't remember the word. My super enthusiastic <laughs> Ralpha boy <laughs> at Stray Dogs. Yes. They also have lots of nice merch. Like they have really nice t-shirts and I bought some glassware yes. just because I was running out of like beer glasses at home. They've been broken over the years. Like we're getting to that point in our relationship where like all of the things that we got for our wedding are like starting to break and fall apart. <laughs> so like when I was going there, my husband was like, check out to see if they have nice ga- glasses. And I bought this set of really nice beer glasses. Yes, um, we did. That has like the curved tip like at the top. So it's like ergonomic for your lips to just, Ooh. you know, 
know, <laughs> keep that beer flowing <laughs> ergonomically. It just down keeps... your throat. <laughs> <laughs> just keeps flowing. Just tastes so good once it hits your lips. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, for sure, check them out. Yes. So, dog reactivity. Qu'est-ce que c'est? Qu'est-ce que c'est? Qu'est-ce que c'est? I know I have like one definition at my end. Oh, yeah? Go um, for it. Let's hear it. Yeah. So, it's it describes animals who respond to a normal stimuli with an abnormal, so higher than normal, level of intensity, mm-hmm. which is pretty accurate. Yeah. So you can see this um, like alertness, hypervigilance, restlessness, and motor activity, vocalizations, so whining, barking, and howling, systemic effect, vomiting, urination, and de- defecation, displacement, or stereotypic behaviors, so spinning, tail, or shadow chasing, and changes in content or quantity of solic- solicitous behaviors. Like what, like one of the big examples of that, like you just think like loud noises, like fireworks or storms are like a big one for certain Mm -hmm. dogs and stuff like that. And um, if you think about the way some of the dogs might react to that, it's like the shaking, hiding, like they're, they might be panting. They might be like, like abnormally, like on top of you (laughs) trying to get in your face, trying to jump on your lap. Like it's, it's kind of like fearful behavior a little bit, like at something that they have no business being like afraid or fearful about. And depending on what it looks like, the dog might actually look like he's a, he or she's aggressive. Like if there's a lot of barking, um, it usually stems from fear, Mm -hmm. something that they're not used to or some experience that they had and now they're facing that situation again and they're reacting to it but not it's not necessarily aggressive i would say it's i would just say like, fear but yeah. also like excitement cuz like if you think about like another mm-hmm. another example rather like the storm and fireworks that's more of like they're more likely to react like fearfully but when you look at every single day people walking down the street and i'm going to tell this story about one of our neighbors recently that's tra- driving me crazy to watch but is <laughs> even dogs on leash right like you get dogs that are super reactive on leaf they pull they're lunging they're jumping they they might be growling or whining or howling at other dogs on leash or other things like trucks uh motorcycles skateboards any of these things that like again don't warrant such a huge behavior and um and that could be fear as well like okay i'm scared of the skateboard yep but then when i bark at it it actually goes away (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's true eh? (laughs) it's true so it's kind of like a rewarding like this big truck that's going by i'm gonna bark at it because it scares me yeah and then it goes away and then it's like, see, I did my job. <laughs> I did That's my what you job. need to do. That's what you need to do to get rid of those things. <laughs> but even this... like I, every time I walk Ralph in front of this one house, there's this dog inside and you can see it going nuts in the window. And one day I swear it's going to break through that window. <laughs> like that's like reactivity <laughs> from inside the house. <laughs> like he's just. It's like he blew a gasket. Like he's just crazy. Yep. Or she. It, I don't know. And it's <laughs> but, true. Yeah. And, and it's true because reactivity happens anywhere, right? Like it can. Mm-hmm. Ha- like some people think it's like an outdoors thing. Like when you're going out to meet other dogs or do these like certain things. 
or it's like a weather thing, but a lot of it is inside the house, like the doorbell or somebody knocking on the door sometimes like makes some people's dogs go like absolutely berserk, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And there's no way, like, even if you're trying to like intercede, like there's, yeah, like once it starts, it's hard to, to control. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of things to be said about reactive dogs it's 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 dangerous it's confusing to other people too because like again you know your own dog and what their behavior is or what what the outcome of their reactive their reaction is going to be but other people don't right so like Vera walking Mm -hmm. past this house that doesn't necessarily know what this dog is like is like this dog's gonna jump right through this window (laughs) and then like yeah what's gonna happen like if he like comes to us right and it and that's the thing that you have to keep in mind is like you know what the potential outcomes are of of having a reactive dog. Uh, I know I've mentioned this before, but like even a reactive dog on leash is harmful in so many ways. It can be harmful to the dog because if, first of all, it can be harmful to the human. So if the dog's literally yanking your arm off or if your dog is calm, but then reacts to a truck, a dog or a skateboard, it pulls humans over. And I've seen this multiple times at my place of work where we've had people coming in for surgeries who were pulled over. I had three in one month that were pulled over on leash by their dog reacting to another dog. Oh my God. Fractures, hip fractures, ankle fractures, leg fractures from falling from being pulled by their dog on a leash. Okay. Uh, The next thing is, is if they get loose, they could be harmful to another dog, right? Or another person. Because if they're in that hyper reactive like state where it can be either fearful or aggression or whatever, you could, there's the potential to harm other people or other people reacting to your dog that looks aggressive coming to them. Like if I had a dog like aggressive, looked aggressive coming towards me, I'm going to stand in front of my dog and I'm going to defend myself and the dog right like you're gonna kick it you're gonna hit it if you have something in your hand you know what I mean so it's harmful to the dog and harmful to other people potentially but then again like I just mentioned it could potentially be harmful to your dog because if they're running out into a street to chase a truck or a skateboard or whatever um, they could get hit by a car obviously and again if they're approaching somebody else in a super hyper reactive state it also makes the people that they are approaching very fearful and they mm-hmm. could hurt your dog. And there was like incidences of this, even in our own city here. I remember there being an article of a man who stabbed a dog who was off leash and coming towards him. So you just never know. Like yeah. People are, people are scared too, right? Like you see an unknown dog coming at you. You, you kind of get a little bit scared. So yeah, there was an article that I found that talks about, um, you know, reactivity versus aggression, because it's, it's very difficult to tell the difference between those two. So reactivity is not necessarily aggression, but can escalate, especially if it's like something that's stemming from fear. And, um, aggression is like one of the most common reasons why owners seek professional help or like turn their animals in, right? Because Mm -hmm. if they're hostile or injurious or have destructive behavior towards like, you know, other people or things like this is what starts to cause problems with people and their dogos. Um, So like Vero mentioned earlier, like reactivity is um, when they're overreacting to a certain stimuli or certain situations. 
And it usually um, is from a lack of socialization, which we've mentioned and which we'll go into a little bit like next kind of it will and um, or from insufficient training and learning to self-control or a frightening experience or a combination of all of these things can make your dog reactive. So um, reactive dogs have can have certain triggers. Um, you know, like, again, like sometimes you hear stories of people having like dogs where like they're fearful of men with beards or going into a basement or small kids or uh, dogs feeling trapped on a leash and stuff like that. And so like if a dog, it says if a reactive dog is approaching you, the best thing you can do is give them their space. So do not approach them or attempt to greet them or attempt to grab or anything. You literally just stand back and be like, you know, if they're going to jump on you, obviously, like, protect yourself, but mm-hmm. give, the, give them the space that they need. And um, if you, it, another recommendation, obviously, is, like, if you do have a reactive dog, try working with a trainer or somebody. Like, again, we've mentioned so many times on the show, YouTube is one of the greatest tools. Yes. You can learn oh everything on there. There's so many videos. So if you just say, like, uh, what to do when my dog reacts to a truck or what to do when my dog reacts to a storm or what to do with it, like, you're literally going to find, find, like, countless amounts of videos that suggest what to do. So watch them and pay close attention to the subtleties and and that sort of thing because um a lot of it which we'll also talk about is about like the body language of the dog so um this can turn us to um socialization i want to talk a little bit about that was there anything else you wanted to say about like reactive dogs vero um so on the things that i read there Mm -hmm. was some ways on how to like manage reactive behaviors and I think oh, we've okay. kind of talked about it in previous episodes but um, it doesn't really go in depth but I, I'm thinking this is like low grade <laughs> reactivity yeah. and I kind, I'm kind of doing that with Ralph already because Ralph barks a lot at the window when people walk by um, so this is what I'm doing with him and it's kind of what they're saying what to do with your dog if you know, they're reacting to something outside. And I mean, I think you can do this with, you know, if you are on a leash and they are reactive to somebody on a skateboard or a truck or bicycle, I think this is something that you can still do with your dog. So for Ralph, when I see, I wouldn't say Ralph is really reactive. Like it's not like he can't snap out of it or calm down if I tell him (laughs) to like to stop or come or like he's easily distracted. Mm -hmm. So if I see somebody coming before Ralph sees them, I make him go in his place and stay. Mm -hmm. And if he starts barking already, then, you know, I interrupt him and I make him go into a place. And I wait until the individuals that are outside are out of sight from the window Mm -hmm. just to show him. Because I think this is the issue is that Ralph is barking and then the people go away. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, I'm I'm barking at them just like the Amazon guy. (laughs) Yep. Like he comes to the house, I bark and he goes away. I scared him away. <laughs> so I don't know if that's exactly what's going on in his head or if he's like, hey, look at me. Look at me. Give me some attention. Look at me. Or if he's like, I'm barking and they're going away. So whatever I'm doing, like, works. Yeah. Although Ralph is not really the type of dog that, like, wants people to go <laughs> to go away. So I don't know. But regardless, I make him go to place, wait till they're out of sight. And then I release him and I give him a treat. Yeah. And then he goes to the window and then he sees that they're gone. So yeah. it was probably like, oh, like they 
they leave anyways. Mm-hmm. So when I put him in place, I make sure that he can still see outside. So he kind of watches them go by. Yes. Yeah. So he sees that, like, I don't have so- to bark for them to go. So it's kind of like what they're saying on the on the website on how to manage the reactive behaviors. Um, but if your dog is more reactive, like it's more intense, you might want to use like lots of treats to distract him. And you really want to catch them before it even starts. Yes. So there's a couple of things like with the example that you just gave. So number one, like if you have a puppy, like if you're starting from scratch with a dog, the training is so important because again, just the very fact that you have Ralph able to go to place, you have the place command under control. Mm -hmm. Now you've given them the distraction and yes, you're going to nip it in the bud beforehand um, was the second thing is like catch it before it even happens. And a lot of that has to do with you being aware, but also being aware of your dog's body language. Yeah. So body language. Because I'll becomes, see him at the window and his yep, ears are up. Like, oop. exactly. I'm like, like oh, he's looking at something. Yeah. Something's coming. <laughs> exactly. Because my dogs are can be quite reactive to people like walking by. Usually it's people with a dog, but not always. Sometimes it's like a group of kids or whatever. Like sometimes they don't and sometimes they do. I can't even figure out what it is, but whatever it yeah. is. It's people going by the front of the house. If they're laying on the couch and all of a sudden I see them pop their head up because they hear a noise, I, I say right away, I'm like, nope. And then they lay back down because I'm like, no, nope, you don't have to let me know about that. No, nope, you don't have to be concerned about that. And mm-hmm. no. Nope, and, and if they were walking around or walking, looking out the window with, with their ears up because they heard something, I would like, again, put them in place. So you're giving them a distraction. You're giving them a command, something else to focus on. And that is you telling them, no, nope, you don't have to worry about this. <laughs> Yeah. This isn't your problem. Yeah, I don't want exactly. you. I don't need you to bark at every person that walks by. And I don't, you don't need to be worried about this, essentially. So you're giving them a separate focus. Giving them a job. Um, so I'll start, if you're ready to, to talk about socialization yes. and again, like how important that is. So if you're starting from scratch with a puppy, socialization, people think that is meeting other dogs and people, but it's not it is so much more than that. And there's like, Mm -hmm. even like memes and stuff, what people think socialization is and what it actually is. And it's exposing them to all of these sounds. So when they're a puppy, ring the doorbell, knock on the door, uh, take them and get them used to different surfaces, sand, grass, like concrete, Mm -hmm. like all these different things, honk the horn, like when, when you're going out, like go to a park, go near the bike path. Exactly. Go walk down a busy street. Go out when it's like after school time where buses are going to drive by. Yeah, where big buses, exactly. All these things. And you have them on leash and you just keep walking and don't, and don't you stop or react. And if they're having a reaction to it, you just, you pull them along on the leash. Like, nope, we don't care. We're going to keep walking. We don't need Mm. to be worried about this. And that's what, what, what you're doing. And I think this is where some people make some of the biggest mistakes with their dogs, especially with puppies, because again, we like humanize them a little bit. They're like, we little babies, um, something might happen. Like, a, like you pop a balloon and they react and they're scared. And then you go, Oh baby. Cause a little shaking puppy so looks sorry. like, Oh, that's so. And then you pet them going like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And petting them. And what you're doing is you're rewarding the behavior. Mm-hmm. So the best thing to do is to not address it. Or if they're shaking or they jump on your lap, you say, nope, you ask them to do something else. Sit, lay down, place, yeah. 
you give them something else to focus on where it's just like, no, you're, you're not getting a reward. I don't want to see that behavior from you and let's focus on something else. So it's easy to distract. So again, if you have a puppy, socialization is huge. And then again, like as your puppy grows and as you get to know your dog really well, you start to learn your dog's um, body language and behaviors and you know you can predict what your dog's going to do or how they are going to react in any given situation and start curbing that. So pay attention to Mm -hmm. it in the beginning for sure. And don't make some of those common mistakes that everybody does. Like you think you're consoling your dog, but you have to view attention, like petting, cuddling, all of that as a reward, like, like treat, your and they live like in the moment pretty much so whatever yes. they're doing in that moment you're rewarding yes so when they're shaking or howling or whining when there's a firework outside or a, a sudden clap of thunder and you're going oh it's okay it's okay and petting them they're like yeah this is what i'm supposed to do when this happens awesome mm-hmm. okay i get it whereas if you say uh uh-uh, and it feels like so counterintuitive to like be like no or and I'm not saying to punish them or anything, but you can give them a bonk like with the towel or whatever, like uh uh-uh, uh, like cut it out. You can spritz them. <laughs> you can give them some sort of thing. Like if it can continues, you want to give them like a negative feedback that says, No, I'm not supposed to be doing this. Yeah. Because the more you reward it, the more that is going to become a problem. And when a thunderstorm rolls in at two, three o'clock in the morning and your dog's jumping into your bed and licking your face nonstop and uh, howling and whining, you're really going to regret those. <laughs> those, <laughs> the way you handled that earlier on in your doggo relationship. Now. Ooh, can I like do a yes. sidebar? Speaking yes. of howling, mm-hmm. guess who howled this week? Ralph? Yes. He howled? <laughs> He was what? at he was at the window. He saw something outside. I was getting ready for work in the kitchen so I could see him. I was watching him and then he stepped back and he went ow. <laughs> oh my god. And then I was like and then he stopped and then he looked outside again and then that was it. <laughs> I was so like weird. what's going on? What did he just see? Or what so did I he went hear? and looked. Mm-hmm. yeah maybe he heard something I went and looked and there was nothing and I was like oh <laughs> maybe he heard something maybe he oh. heard something oh my goodness yeah it was like long and like stretched out and like oh <laughs> I was like <laughs> total <laughs> yeah it was like a ow. <laughs> yeah I think I remember saying before scraps had a couple of one-off like super long owls like at weird times but like if there was no rhyme or like I think one like <laughs> most of them were in dreams he was having I don't know and it's funny that you said this because like I tried to play the YouTube video there's this YouTube video called guarantee yes. to make your dog howl and it's like it this worked G with Wiggum <laughs> yeah it did not it does not work with any of my dogs they don't oh my god like so I was playing it for Lou to see if she would awoo for me but she was she funny just, she just does the head tilts and she comes over and looks and does the head tilts so I'll I got have to some... try with Ralph, but then I'm worried he's going to start howling. <laughs> I didn't even know he could. Oh my It felt God. just so random. I was like, Ow. I just stopped everything I was doing. And I was like, is he going to keep going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cute. 
It was like high pitch. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have a puppy, so- socialization, 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 try to say it three times fast. Socialization, socialization, socialization. <laughs> now, if you are doing a rescue or you are getting a dog that was not previously yours, so you're not aware of like their previous conditions or training or any of that, you it becomes a little bit more work heavy on your part. And the longer that a dog has a behavior, it's like a little bit more difficult to train them Mm -hmm. out of it. So um, this is again, where the body language comes into play. So you have to start watching, watch what they're doing before the undesired behavior occurs. So uh, again, to use it as an example, Vero says Ralph goes to the window and the ears perk up and you know somebody's coming down the street and you know the next thing to happen is him rah, 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 out the window. So you catch it right before it happens. You, you see the ear perk, you know Bark's coming next at Ralph Place. So again, if it's <laughs> an untrained dog that you're getting, the first thing you're going to have to do is train them <laughs> some, some <laughs> commands, some basic commands yeah. so that you have a distraction to send them to somewhere else or give them like a command, something else to focus on. Um, or you, you can provide like a negative stimulus of some sort. So whether it's a bonk with a towel, whether um, again, if it's barking at the window, Vero and I talked about the can monster, which is like a can <laughs> with pennies or rocks in it and you shake it super loud. So but you wouldn't need to shake it if you see the ears perk up and you know the bark's coming next. So if you can catch it before the bark, awesome. Like have them do something else. Um, this is where leash walking um, becomes very important. And I can remember, so when you're walking your dog on leash, um, when I watch a lot of people, like even like in my neighborhood, walking their dog, um, you can tell who has done the, the leash work and who hasn't. And I mean, yeah. it's as obvious as like literally somebody being pulled by their dog down the street with their arm, like, you know, they're like, whoa, yeah. whoa. <laughs> and allowing it. And allowing it. Like or... there's always times where like Ralph, sorry, we're going to Ralph again. Like he walks really well. And then all of a sudden he pulls, but yeah. then I'm like, eh, eh. and then yep. I like do a, like a quick turn. And I have the e-collar, so I'm like, yep. tick, 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 until he's right by my side again. And I go, yes, yep, when he's right exactly. by my side. So negative stimulus. And f- for me, and to give a personal example, the first time I used a prong collar correctly was with Becky before I was getting my puppy and was learning how to do some leash walking because my dogs were not great. Um, without a prong collar they're pullers to the extreme mm. and it's because we rarely would take them for structured walks like we were we were uh, they were often on leash for a short period of time until we got them to an off-leash area so again we're walking like maybe not even 20 meters from my house to the part of the park where we let them off leash like along a big open field like hydro line sort of area or we're taking them into the car where we're taking them to a dog park where we're walking from the parking lot into the dog park where we off-leash them. Or we're taking them to the car where we take them up to the cottage where we off-leash them. So I wasn't <laughs> doing a whole lot of walking with with my dogs. Um, but I start. I decided to start paying more close attention to that. Um, and part of the reason why we were maybe not walking them as much is because it was so unpleasant. Like it was like having your arm pulled off all the time. And I was just like, what do I do with this? And then 
my good friend Misha at Canines in the Capital uh, helped me out with Becky to prepare for my puppy so that I would have another like good on leash like walker. So when I first started using the prong collar, what's nice about the prong collar, and again, that's that thing that looks like it's a torture device, but again, if used correctly, it is not, and it is like literally your best friend, is it's like all of these chain links together with like these blunt ended tips that look like they're like, it looks like it's like almost like a spike collar, but it's not. And what that does is when placed properly on them, which is super high on the neck, it gives them the same sensation of the dog uh, the dog mom like pulling them by the scruff of the net like nope don't do that get back here I want you to do this instead and it's an area that is sensitive that you're giving them the feedback so the leash becomes like the way the two of you are communicating with one another so when I started using the prong collar with Becky on a leash walk it forces you to pay attention to your dog and your dog's behavior so if your mm-hmm. dog is super reactive to other dogs or a squirrel, or a truck, or whatever, and you see it coming, your eyes are down looking at your dog. And the second, like if my dog, like if Becky saw a squirrel across the street and popped up her ears to look at it, you'd say, "Uh uh-uh, and you give her a quick little pop on the leash. So it gives her that like little, nah, uh that's not what we're here to do. We're not squirrel Mm -hmm. hunting. We're going for a walk. And you just keep walking. And you want their ears flat back against their head and them concentrating, walking at your side in heel or not, whatever. Like if you want them a little bit ahead of you, like it just depends on how particular and specific you want your training to be. And again, there's countless YouTube videos on how to properly leash walk your dog. But this is what is going to correct that reactivity that you don't want. You don't want your dog, like again, like what happened to uh, one of the people that I was speaking about earlier was she was standing at um, a vendor, like at a farmer's market, trying to buy flowers. And she didn't even see that somebody was coming with another dog and her dog reacted on leash and pulled her over and she fell in in, and fractured like a bone in her leg. So Uh. you don't want that. And the only way to do that is to train them that when you're walking on a leash together, you're the boss and they're doing what you're saying. You want Mm -hmm. them focused on what you want them to do or what you don't want them to do. And they know that they cannot. So it got to a point with Becky where I could literally have her sitting there with a squirrel, like, I'm not kidding you, like less than a meter away and she's not reacting at all. That's awesome. And that's the safest way to have your dog. So I strongly encourage to to work with the leash skills and again looking at their body language so the ears perk up like you see you know the reaction is coming so correct it before it even happens yeah and have them and have them focused on what you would like them to do that's the best way to control them and this is going to take me on to another segue into how do you do this on leash you need the appropriate leash for your dog so I'm going to tell the story about one of my neighbors who's like just in the it's just been in the last like couple of months or whatever. So we live across the street from a park. There's a baseball diamond there. there. Everybody goes to the park to walk their dog. There's even like after work, people that get together with all their dogs together and all the dogs play together. Some of them off leash, some of them on leash, whatever. There's this one dude that has it looks like a St. Bernard mixed with something else, but it's like a relatively Mm. big dog. It's not the full size of a St. Bernard. I want to say it's like the size of like more like a Pyrenees. He looks like a St. Bernard Pyrenees mix, but is more the size of a Pyrenees than, than a St. Bernard. Like he doesn't have that big, huge Bernard head and that big 
beefy Aww. like <laughs> so cute livestock like oh, body both so cute but he has this dog on a harness and this dog oh my god is pulling this guy all over the park <laughs> and especially like <laughs> and other people come with their dogs and he's literally pulling his owner <laughs> through the park like the guy's like literally like has both his feet down is like using his full body weight to try to hold the dog oh back God. but he has him on a harness <laughs> and i'm like That's crazy and i and i want to say to him like when you're choosing leashes um uh, and i'm we the other day i'm sorry to jump all over the place but it's another perfect example i'm gonna be dog sitting in a couple of weekends from now a great pyrenees for friends of mine Ooh. and when they brought yeti over yeti's a puppy but he's a, he's very big he's full grown he's a sweetheart <laughs> and a half my little yeti but um they have him in a harness as well and they, i said how is he walking and they said oh man he pulls and pulls and pulls and i said to them sometimes when you use like a harness like on a working class dog their instinct is to pull even harder mm -hmm. so when you use a harness like on any dog like again you sort of have to trial and error it like harnesses work on little dogs because like for sure you can like hold their full body back and you're not like choking them around the neck yeah but on the big dogs you're, they're just gonna pull harder and that, that yeah that's because the harness is resting on like the strongest part of their body yes like their yes. shoulders <laughs> So you're, you're not going to correct, correct that behavior and that dog, just like this man across the street. And like, I'm sure it happens with the Yeti owners. They just pull you all over the place. You might yes. as well hop on and go for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> might as well get a saddle on top of that harness. <laughs> Be like, hi-ho, silver, away. But um, <laughs> so when you're training, there are two um, leashes or collars, I should say, that I would recommend. The first is the slip lead. So again, it sounds horrible. Like it looks like a noose, but yeah. you need to have it placed properly because you don't want it around their throat because then they pull on them and it's like, <laughs> and they'll literally cough and choke like that. And you can damage their voice box or their neck. It needs to be placed almost around like their cheek, like super high, like right behind the ears, just about. Mm -hmm. So a prong or a slip lead or what was the other one called there? That's like the plastic version of like the. Um... Oh, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. But it's like, it's like a plastic version of the prong and the yeah. outside of it looks smooth. So it doesn't look like a bunch of links put, put in together. Mm -hmm. It just looks like a plastic collar. So you like, if you're worried yes. about what people are going to think, mm -hmm. then that might be an option. And it's the same concept is that you're giving them that little pressure, like mom nipping at the scruff of their neck. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, uh. No, 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 no means no. And you, it, it isn't a torture device where you're yanking this dog around and making them whimper and whine. And like, it's not an abusive tool and it's not meant to be. So if you are going to use the prong or the slip lead or the whatever, Please, 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 please YouTube it first and learn yeah. how to use these tools appropriately. But I can tell you it's a game changer. It is. I, we recently dog sat in Mochi mm. and we were going to the park. So I had to walk Ralph and Mochi at the same time. <laughs> 
And I had Mochi on a harness and Ralph on his prong collar and e-collar. So Ralph was walking well enough. Like he wasn't really pulling. He was kind of following Mochi, but not really pulling. But Mochi was just like lunging. Like she was trying to like lunge and I had to keep her like from lunging. She kept like Mm -hmm. jumping up in the air, like trying to get at something. Mm -hmm. So when I got to the park and I took off Ralph's prong collar, (laughs) I put it on Mochi (laughs) to see how she would do. And it was night and day. She was, I walked with her a little bit and she was right by my side the whole time. Mm -hmm. And she was fine walking beside me. But then as soon as she would start like moving like a little bit too in front of me, Mm-hmm. I would give her a little like pop and then right beside me. It was effortless. Yeah. I was like, ah. <laughs> it is. And it's because you know how to use it. Mm-hmm. And even in that like little bit of quick work and stuff like that, it's, it, it makes a huge difference in the behavior of the dog. Like I can't yeah. even talk about like I can remember one time, even just like with a regular collar too. Like if you're just like using like a regular collar and leash, even just try placing it again, close up to almost behind the ears yeah. and walk with your dog right at your side, because it's that area that, that where you communicate with the dog, mm-hmm. that's the spot. Cause otherwise they're going to pull, they're going to choke themselves. They're going to, you're going to feel like you're damaging your dog. You're going to feel like you're damaging your rotator cuff on your shoulder. Yes. Oh my <laughs> God. I was like, I could not wait to get to the park. Like when they lunge and like they're reactive like that on leash, there's like even it's as ridiculous as like you holding the leash in the wrong way and getting leash burn because they pull and it pulls down your arm really quick and you get like that chafing, like that red sore burn like on your skin. Even that's unpleasant enough to like not have to experience just like. Or sometimes you're like trying to do something else and you're holding the leash and you're trying to get something Like I have the little fanny pack with the treats and the ball and all that. Yes. And I'm trying to find something in there. And then all of a sudden, like your dog lunges and your finger is the wrong way. And it almost like breaks off your finger. Yes. (laughs) Or you're trying to pick up poop. (laughs) Yes. Oh, that's the most like insulting, right? You're like, I'm trying to pick up your poop and you're pulling. (laughs) (laughs) Like, who do you think I am? (laughs) Yeah. It can it can lead lead to poop mishaps, which nobody <laughs> wants. Nope, poop everywhere. So you just want your dog to. You want to be able to say sit, stay, and that they know that you mean it. Yeah, one so that you can do things like buy a coffee or buy some flowers at the local farmers market, mm-hmm. or pick up their poop after they've just had a poop, or do whatever. That's the Get- thing with Mochi, she's really good at sitting and staying. Oh, that's good. Because on my way to the park, Ralph pooped. So I was like, oh, God, so I'm like, Mochi, sit, stay. And Ralph was just kind of doing whatever, like he wasn't pulling. Yeah. So I picked up the poop and I was like, ah, thanks, Mochi. <laughs> but I do have to say it's um, it's a game changer. So it, mm-hmm. it helps like in and again, like once you have a dog and you're working on all these like reactive things whether they're like a puppy again like if it's from the beginning or whether it's a dog that you just got you have a direction that you want to go in it's it's just a great way to communicate with your dog and make it so much better you like you're not going to walk a dog that's 
120 pounds that's pulling your arm off every time or or you don't want to have to walk like at like 12 o'clock or one o'clock in the morning because you know you're not going to run into any dogs on the street and like you see people making like these huge like (laughs) adjustments to their lifestyle because of like what their dog can or cannot do or we can't do that because like you know fluffy can't it's like no you can manage their reaction to it easily just learn how and again like youtube is one of the most amazing sources for everything and dog training is no exception to that there are countless amounts of videos you can talk you can even specifically search some of the trainers that we mentioned often on the show like solid canine training and all kinds of them there's countless amounts of videos so watch them practice with your dog on leash get them to first listen to you inside the house and then take it take it outside but um and again if you got that pup just work on it right from the beginning yes so important yes so so important yes yes well i think that's a wrap that is a wrap for our episode <laughs> that's a wrap a wrap a wrap and to our listeners make sure to follow us Follow Let's Boops Newts on Instagram at Let's Boops Newts. And you can listen to our show on Spotify and iTunes weekly. And before we officially go, uh, make sure to check out Holy Raw Nutrition, a raw food service located in Chelsea, Quebec. We would like to thank Holy Raw Nutrition for supporting Let's Boops Newts. Their products are sourced from ethical local farms and butchers to ensure freshness, quality, and peace of mind. They have raw blends that come in one to two pound containers ranging from chicken, beef, duck, turkey, and many more. Holy Raw also provides dehydrated treats and all natural supplements to help support your pet's overall well-being. I personally order all my food and some, maybe some treats once in a while. Pharrell from Holy Raw, and I only have great things to say about them, their food, and their staff. They are all very, very friendly. Um... Isabella from Holy Raw is very, very knowledgeable on the raw food diet. So she is also a great source of information. Um, if you do start feeding your dog a raw diet or your cat or your any animals, really. So we would really like to thank them um, as a sponsor. And you can find them on their website at holyrawnutrition.com. Holy Raw as in H-O-L-I-R-A-W nutrition.com. Thank you, Holy Raw. Thank you, Holy Ra. And also thank you to Stray Dog Brewing Company for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. They are located at 501 La Colle Way, Unit 4 in Orleans, Ontario. Stray Dog Brewing Company is open seven days a week, Mondays through Fridays from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m. with extended hours on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays until 9. Weekend hours are 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Saturdays and 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Sundays. They are a pet-friendly brewery, so bring your snoots. They they also host great (laughs) events throughout the week and offer brewery tours. Brewery tours. (laughs) Brewery tours. Make sure to try some of their in-house beers, including Oatmeal Stout, Tropical Knockout, One Hop Wonder, and many more. Like this one. They literally have a beer called this one. That made for such so many <laughs> confusing comments, but it is, it is really good. Which one's your favorite? This Try one. this one. <laughs> you can find them on their Instagram at Stray Dog Brewing Co. 
and their website, www.straydogbrewing.ca. Thank you, Stray Dog Brewing Company, for supporting Let's Boop Snoots, and we will be dropping in our snoots in hot for another brewski. Yes. <laughs> Very soon. <laughs> Very soon. So along with the word socialization, a brewery tours is another <laughs> difficult one. Brewery tours, brewery tours. Socialization out on brewery tours. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening today on Let's Boop Snoots and tune in next week where we can boop again. Boop. Boop.